email pleasure. Think Girl Talk, but real girl talk, where we chat all things nasty, self-loving, sex, orgasms, and more. Nothing is off limits, which means you get all the secrets, even our guests' BFFs don't know. We're on a mission to make talking about getting off as fun as actually doing it. Ready to join the Mastination? Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. Today joining us is Jamie Simpkins, who's a licensed therapist and coach specializing in relationships, dating, romance, sex and breakups, the full love life cycle. Jamie loves to help women stop wasting time and start getting the love they crave. She holds a master's degree in clinical psychology and a certification in EMDR therapy. This was like such a beneficial episode. Yeah, I feel like she spills all the tea on like hot tips of like every, like she said, you know, the full love life cycle. There's so many bits of gold in here about breakups, about looking for love, about being in a relationship, about when you should break up with people. It's like everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, yes. Again, I, I feel like I say this all the time, but it's so relatable. I think, like, why does everything relate to me? But I think that's a good thing because it must relate to so many I think everyone listening to the, people, this episode right. is taking what yeah. relates to them. Yeah. She um, she went into, um, you know, like the full-on ex-stalker mm. stage as well. Oh and God, she, did so funny. she did not miss a point <laughs> on that, the house drive-bys. <laughs> And everything. Oh and if gosh. you check out her website, like honestly, the homepage is so funny. It's just she's nailed the copywriting. She understands like the pain points of her clients so well. So I think this is going to be a very good episode um, for those in any stage of the love life cycle. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. So nice to have you on with us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit on how you got into um, the relationship side and everything of therapy. Is that how you started out or has it just ended up that way? Right, well, it just ended up that way. <laughs> so I started off, I'm a licensed therapist here in the States. Um, I now do coaching, I still do therapy, but I do coaching so I can help people worldwide. But um, uh, I, decided to focus on relationships because that's the stuff that I really love to talk about. I love love. I'm a Taurus. I'm an Enneagram too. Um, I wear Venus around my neck every day. I just am kind of one of those people who love love. And I've been through a lot of uh, stuff with relationships, you know, myself. So um, I really decided to niche down uh, in my clinical work and in my coaching work with clients and really just focus on relationships because you know how they tell you to focus like do the thing that you could talk about all day long and for me that's like sex and love and <laughs> relationships and so that's how we you're ended talking up about this you know sounds all very positive but you've also you also talk a lot about heartbreak yeah. in your work yeah yeah yes so one of my uh main specializations is uh, breakup recovery or heartbreak recovery um uh and uh I I just love working in that space. I think breakups are um, a time of real, like they they can be really magical and juicy in this time for like real transformation, even though they're really, really painful. I think um, it can be a, a real catalyst for a lot of like juicy change in someone's life. So I just, I love working in the heartbreak space, although I know it's like, you know, 
not fun for the person going through the heartbreak. <laughs> well, it sounds way healthier than my approach of just writing myself off quite often. <laughs> in the past, that was me in the past. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. why, you know, I think we can all relate to heartbreak being really hard. Yeah. Why, why is it so hard? I think it's hard because it's a type of, it's a form of grief, right? Like it's lost. Um, and losing something or having something end is hard. We're not good with loss and endings. Um, so uh, it's painful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how I would, I remember describing um, yeah. a certain heartbreak. I'm like, I feel like someone's died. It was, exactly. It the, yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Is it the same part of yeah. your brain or something or like what's going on? Yeah, exactly. It's grief, it's loss. So when we are in love with someone and in a relationship with anybody, so our family and our loved ones, our brain actually has a map of where our loved ones are at any given time. Not like exactly, but it's kind of like, okay, like I know my mom's probably here. I know my lover's probably here. And when we lose them, whether it's through a death or a breakup, our brain sort of short circuits and doesn't know what to do. Like it actually doesn't know what to do with loss. Uh, even though death is a natural part of life, we're still not wired really to know how to do it naturally as like there's a such thing. So when we go through a breakup, we're losing something, something has died and our brain is like, what the hell just happened? And it's like trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, yeah. like, pain is never nice, is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. And talking about more positive side yeah. of love now <laughs> do you believe there's such thing as a soulmate oh wow i believe i don't think there's just one soulmate i think there are many soulmates yeah yeah and i don't think they're all necessarily romantic i think we can have platonic soulmates yeah that's so true oh interesting yeah. i like it uh-huh yeah yeah. I feel like I have some girlfriends that are uh, soulmates. You know, I'm I'm yeah. straight, but you know, um, yeah. I feel like one of my um, I feel like my niece is my soulmate. <laughs> you know, so Aww. yeah, I don't think it, it all has to all be romantic. Yeah, all different forms. And so, mm-hmm. what about leading on from that? What about people who yeah. are who are looking for that? I had a, a funny, mm-hmm. appropriate conversation with a friend yesterday. She said, oh, "I'm actually at this point, I'm convinced there is no one for me." Um, and wow. I said, "Look, I'm interviewing this relationship counselor literally tomorrow. Read her <laughs> website. It's got the best copy." And she said, "Oh my god, I am the homepage." And oh. I said. You know, I said, have you got any questions? And she, she said, what am I supposed to do if I don't like online dating anymore? And I think it's just this general um, attitude of like, just kind of being oh, over yeah. it, which I know is something yeah. that you touch on online. Yep, 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 yep. I hear that a lot. <laughs> Usually if my clients tell me that they're over it or they don't want to try online dating anymore, then it's time for a break. Yeah, so I do, that's a good idea. I, I actually do say, um, actually delete the apps off of your phone um, so you're not tempted to like <laughs> pop open bumble or whatever you know in a weak moment just like truly take a break you know like yeah you need you need some space from it you need to double down on your on like other parts of your life at that point so i believe she's over it and that's okay to be over it 
it's when we judge being over it that's the problem you know like well i'm sick of dating i don't really want to be doing this dating but everyone else seems to be doing it fine what's wrong with me that i'm sick of it well mm. pardon my language but there's a lot of shitty things that happen while we're dating uh like yeah. of course you're gonna get over it like you know like maybe you've been ghosted like one too many times or like some guy or whatever is like married but you know on there and you find this out after like there's so so many stories i'm sure you guys know but um yeah t- tell her it's okay to be over it she's allowed to <laughs> yeah. take a break I tell, i'm writing a permission slip <laughs> <laughs> i think personally as well it was um kind of like a massive thing you know for me to download a dating app and stuff like that and then that automatically puts like this expectation on that you're there to find someone and you're like having these random conversations and stuff and I think I got over it like after a month month or so probably less to be honest and um I actually just left my profile there this time. This was probably back in November, maybe October or something. Left my profile there. I did pay for it so people couldn't see me, you know, unless I had swiped. And yeah. then kind of just like every now and then I would just go on and kind of like have a swipe, but I wasn't like actively mm bumbling you know Mm -hmm. and I I found that for me anyway like a really kind of healthy not expectation and kind of absorbing way to do it yeah exactly because you took the expectations out of it yeah yeah and just left it there as an option to maybe meet somebody because I'm not getting out and about much you know so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it was good what, what are your tips for meeting people? I mean, there's dating apps, but do you suggest people do things in real life? Like, I'm trying to get, <laughs> understand, I'm trying to understand how you work with people if they're really motivated to go out and find someone. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, like we meet people online, right? Like you have to have some sort of online presence. Um, I do encourage online dating, but it's not the only place. You can meet people in the wild, as I like to say, um, but it does take some intention. And, and putting yourself out there. And I think the best way to do that is to do it while you're already living your life, while you're already doing the things that bring you joy and make you feel alive. Um, so whether that's a book club or tennis lessons or I don't know, whatever you're into, like you're just living your life, doing your hobbies, the things that make you happy, volunteering, you know, your work, um, that. I think meeting people is a byproduct of that. And I actually believe this is where I get a little woo-woo. I believe you can call people in that way and kind of manifest, you know, um, partners or fun dates that way. So um, you can, of course, like put yourself out there and try some of the speed dating and like dating, um, you know, events. But um, those are really sketchy and um, most of them aren't really run that well. Um so I would probably put those at the bottom of the list. Although there, are, there are some good ones, but uh, yeah, not my favorite. <laughs> oh, interesting to see that nothing changes no matter what country you're in. I think we, like I went, the random yeah. events here, I heard of one getting canceled um, recently because it was just like all women. 
Um, yeah. But, um, and talk to us about the apps, because I think you're right. I feel like, what are the stats? It's like almost half of people um, now are going to meet on dating apps or in the future, right? Like, yep. the stats are crazy. So I, I agree. I think it's something that you need to be open-minded about. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I've, uh, all of my partner, past partners, I've met online. You know, most of my friends, partners and husbands and wives, they've met online. I mean, this is the last 20 years. Not like wow. the last two, you know, this is here. This is how we spend our lives. We're on our phones all day. We're on technology. It is what it is. Right, right, wrong, good or bad. So why not use it? Yeah. You yeah. Know, take, do you have any, do you have any tips on mm -hmm. how it can, um, how you can start a more interesting conversation on there maybe, or if there's mm -hmm. conversations you shouldn't be having on there or I don't know, just how do you get a good chat going? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's always a good idea to start just like you would if you were meeting someone in real life, like in the wild, to be polite um, yeah. and uh, not rude. Uh, I think we <laughs> overthink it. Um, you know, I, I, I say this with a grain of salt, but I think, you know, would we go up to someone and be like, hey, nice boobs? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yet, like I used to take screenshots of like some of the things that I would get, or sometimes I encourage my clients that they're having, if they're getting like negative about dating, we make it fun. Like send me some of the funny things that guys are saying to you that are just ridiculous um, that we just need to laugh about to bring some levity. So just be nice, be polite and pick out something about their profiles. A compliment is always nice within reason, like, you, wow, your smile is amazing in that picture with you uh, at the concert uh, in your profile. Or I really loved what you had to say about, I don't know, whatever in your profile, you know, like show yeah. that you read their profile and that you're interested and engaged. Um, yeah. Really simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. That is a that is an obvious but very hot tip. I feel. <laughs> I'm yeah, a actually, high. <laughs> I'm a high. <laughs> it's way better. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love that it kind of personalizes it straight away. Hey, and kind of gets it on that deeper level rather than just how's your day been. Oh, I hate Which that. Is my line. No, right. Sorry, sorry, it's me. No, I, but I know that it's my weakness. That's why it just doesn't. We're we're, me, ter yeah. we're terrible at this. So okay, okay, I'm so sorry. Um, Gosh, no, we yeah, love honesty. Like, That's good. You know, like, how's it going? How's your day been? It's just, it's not much to. I mean, it, you want to think about a conversation like playing catch, right? You take the ball and you catch it, you throw it back, and you want to incite some interest from the person and how your day. But like, what if they're having a bad day? You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, it's just kind of like. Not a great question to start off with on the app. I, know, I, but, I hear you. Um, <laughs> that's, why I so, that's why I find it so boring. Oh, cute. <laughs> Sorry, I have a cat joining me. Um, <laughs> and then my other piece of advice is to stay away from being uh, negative, from negativity. I see a lot of negativity on dating profiles. And the first thing I'll do when I help my clients overhaul their profiles is to get rid of anything negative, like where you say what you don't want. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so yeah. true, so true. It's I've an automatic this, like I've seen vibe. It so many times, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like where right. is your focus yeah. is like literally the opposite. Exactly. Why is it headed that way? Yeah. yeah. 
and yep. and the line like there's also another line that comes up all the time that's something like um, no crazies please <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> you know or, um, like as yeah. if that or like yeah. something along the lines of if you can keep up with my lifestyle or something like oh, that God. you know yeah. what I mean yeah get out of here <laughs> please <Yeah>. stop <laughs> right yeah yeah surely those people don't get any matches <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know what? And that's, that's a nice reframe when, again, I have clients that are feeling kind of negative. I say, you know what? That is a natural weeding out process for you then. We already know. Okay, thank you. That's a no for me. Um, yeah, totally. And, yeah. and thank you for doing the work for me, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. It's better to know yeah. then, right? And not even waste your time. Yeah. Exactly. Is it, yeah. is it true that when you know, you know? If there's a spark, I guess, on online dating, if they are going to be the one. <laughs> mm. no. Oh, honey, that's a whole. <laughs> that's a that's a three part episode. Um, I, I think I think that depends. I think um, yeah. some of us some of us have nervous systems where we have a spark with everyone, or we have many sparks, and it's not something that we can trust yeah. that it's more um yeah but yeah no I've, I've had a couple that okay. i thought were so, the one and yeah. i definitely can't pick the one yeah. so yeah <laughs> my my thinking my um i would split that into two i feel like um a, yeah i think of a spark at the start and then i think of um not you know that question of if they're one like later down the track but talk to me more about that like spark at the beginning is it the best indicator of whether it's a good match or not yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good okay. way to put it. I'm a big fan of a slow mm-hmm. burn. <laughs> I think, right, rather than a conflagration, rather than an explosion where it's like, oh, my God, this is so hot, and we're, like, just crazy and all over each other, and it feels like you're on drugs, <laughs> and it feels like you're just, like, lost. Ooh, that I really mm-hmm. encourage <laughs> My clients to yeah, not no, run from that, that but proceed with caution. What are the dangers really of it? And to really breathe and slow that down <laughs> a little bit because more often than not, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the dangers are that your it's um, your nervous systems are reacting to each other. So there's something about that person that's enacting probably an un, unresolved uh, trauma or childhood wound that uh, you haven't looked at. Uh, coming up against their unresolved trauma and childhood wound. And when those things come together, it's your subconscious kind of going, oh, they're going to be the answer to this void (laughs) that I've had in my life. I needed to talk to you 20 years ago. And it will feel really (laughs) fucking good. (laughs) Right. And talk to us through the slow burn then. What does that look like? I needed to talk to me 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so the slow burn, for sure there's chemistry, right? For sure there's a spark, there's interest. Um, but we want uh, we want there to be some slowness to it. Um, maybe even I tell clients, it's okay if you're a little bored, even. Maybe you need to be bored if you have a pattern of a lot of, like, chaos and a lot of, like, this sort of uh, huge chemistry at the beginning. Maybe we need to like be bored a little bit um, where there, there's an interest, but it sort of unfolds and it 
Like he does one thing, you're like, okay, I like that. That's good. All right, let's see what the next thing brings. Okay, this is still going. He's, I'm, I'm more interested. I'm, he's showing more of who he is, and I'm continuing to like more of what he's showing, or they're showing rather than, oh my god, everything's amazing, and I'm obsessed with him, and nothing is wrong. Do you feel and, like that also oh, comes great. with age? I think it can, but I have to tell you, I work with women of all ages, and I see it oh, in wow. women. You know, I've worked with women in their late late 50s, early 60s who still oh have that pattern. Um, yeah. If they haven't done their work, wow! Yeah. I wish, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I'm jealous of any like 18, 20 year old that has that kind of um, self control to not just. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not have that. I, yeah. I came back the hard way, and now yeah. I, you know, I want to help other people. Um, yeah, Resistance yeah, it must can. be um, kind of a learn yeah. the hard way type thing unless you get the help, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. Sometimes I used to say, I need to yeah. learn some mm-hmm. lessons the hard way. That's the only way yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah, we tend to do it quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but like, don't. <gasps> Don't make it a rule of thumb. (laughs) But no, it's a good way to learn, that's for sure. And it's better you learn than not learn. So, yeah. Right. Right. You talk about, um, you know, say you've got a slow burn, someone's doing things that, I don't know, they're surprised. You think, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. this is actually quite good. You know, it's impressing you. What are the things, um, I mean, because people are always, you know, people are different from us. And they're always going to do things that you'll be like a little bit yeah. unsure about or you'll go like, oh, God, or maybe whether it's a red flag or not. Mm-hmm. At what at what level do you call mm-hmm. negotiable, non-negotiable? Like talk to us about figuring out those those levels for you as an individual. Well, for sh- I, I will say that will depend on the individual. But what does not depend is, of course, any sort of abuse or, um, you know, abusive tendencies, whether it be physical, emotional, uh, or uh, verbal. Totally. So those are non-negotiable. Um, any sort of like, yeah, like, you know, gaslighting behavior where you are, um, where you kind of are never believed or your reality is always questioned. If you have that eggshell feeling, like you're walking on eggshells or something isn't quite oh, right. that's a good one. Mm. Dig it, dig into that. Although I will say caveat to that, if you're a lot like me and a lot like my clients who have what's called anxious attachment. So you have, you have a lot of anxiety when it comes to relationships. You will see shit that isn't there. So you can't always trust that either, which is why it's nice to work with like a coach or a therapist or even just like chat with your girlfriends about it and be honest and have a place to kind of check in and say, am I off here? What what do we, what do we think about this? Um, Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, non-negotiables again. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Does, does that kind like, Oh, well not that this is totally different to that, I guess, but, but should there be like a balance in the communication rather than just like quite, one-sided like I find that a red flag as well like if you're kind of the one constantly trying Mm -hmm. to organize something and they're not really should it be it should be more Mm -hmm. balanced yeah well for sure but 
I think, again, that sounds like something that's important to you. Okay. So that would be a non-negotiable okay. um, <laughs> to you. Couldn't it's get a non-negotiable for me, too. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, you could talk to another expert and she or they would have a different opinion. I also am kind of a, on my woo-woo side into the sort of masculine feminine um, energy. And um, oh, I love helping yes. women sort of ground into their feminine, which is a... <laughs> Uh, a receiving energy, you know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and uh, the male, and that doesn't mean a man is masculine, it can be one partner identifies as more masculine, and mm-hmm. one identifies as more feminine. And the masculine energy is a penetrative, it's an active, and the feminine energy is a receiving, it, it's a, it's a creative, it's a flowy, juicy energy. Um, but this again is a whole other conversation. But just speaking yeah. to your like, should one person be doing all the planning and stuff? Um, yeah, so true. No, but that so may not true. be important to another person. It just depends on where they are okay. in that. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. let's talk about going back to your ex. <laughs> your wheels are turning. <laughs> if you should stay friends with your ex, okay. if when you break up, mm-hmm. you should just go cold turkey. What's your advice on mm-hmm. a breakup like that? Yep. My my best advice, of course, there are exceptions to every rule and nuances to consider, especially if you have children together and you have to be in mm-hmm. contact with that person. I advise no contact uh, and uh, limited contact if you have to be in touch with them. Say you have a pet, a business, or children together it's uh, limited contact. Um, so the reason I say that is because when you are in love with someone, you have hundreds of neural networks devoted to that person. When we fall in love, you start having your brain devotes neural networks to that person and vice versa. When you break up, <laughs> those neural networks are still there. And as long as you're in touch with them, stalking them on social media, um, driving by their house, keeping, holding onto their things, you know, smelling their shirts, looking at their photos, you're still connected to them. And really breakup recovery is a, it's really about, it's a rewiring process. You're rewiring your brain. We want to devote those neural networks to new things. Uh, and not your ex. And I it's love hard that to do you've that really heard touch. every side or of that. Um, you know, you've um, created a fake Instagram of Instagram. And like That's, seeing what they're yeah. up to. Yeah. You haven't yeah, really cut so the straight. You so it's all important the to do that. There. Oh, my gosh. And how about <laughs> before that point, when is the right? Yep. Oh, that's a, We've all done it. That. Yep. When, what are the signs of when you should call it? <laughs> yeah of when you should go, this isn't working anymore, like, we need to break up. What are some things to look for? Okay. Well, that is, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, I mean, of course, again, if there's any, I have to say this, just, you know, this is the therapist side of me, any abuse, any sort of abuse is a straight, straight no, you know, that get yourself safe and get help. I would say uh, there's a really great book that's called Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay that is that I point clients to a lot that talks more about this in depth. But I say if you're just not seeing, if you're not getting what you need 
and you've been vocal and direct about it in a kind way over time and things aren't changing and you've tried different things to change it. I feel like some people don't know what they need as well. How do you figure out what you need? Because I see, you know, um, you know, I've seen examples of this recently where people are kind of together, there might be mm-hmm. like a situation okay. or whatever and it's like, I don't know, maybe that's what they've decided as being their like level that they're okay with. But um, is there a way you can decide even before you get into a relationship what you actually need from a person? Well, I love that question. I think you bump up up against a need when you are pissed off or your feelings get hurt or you're just feeling some kind of way about something and you're not sure why. There's a need there. Mm. Whether it be for connection, for reassurance, for dependability, consistency, affection, uh, partnership, you, you know, I don't know, you, you would have to do that kind of digging to see, but if you go, oh, wow, I feel, I'm kind of feeling some kind of way here about what they just did, I would encourage you to look into that and ask yourself, what's the need, right? Yeah, oh, that's great. And in which case, like how healthy is couples therapy, right? Like, yep. right, when, it, when they start to come up those little, yep those little inklings oh, and really I, yeah. fleshing them out before yeah. it explodes. I'm so glad you said that. This is a big soapbox of mine. I wish more people would yeah. go to couples coaching or couples therapy early on. Um, usually they yeah. go six years too late or six years after the problems have started. And if you can get in early, you have a better chance. I mean, there's like there's not all these years of, a, of resentment built up, you know, you still have goodwill toward each other early on. Um, and it's just a, like much healthier, more malleable time in the relationship to do couples therapy to learn each other. Um, and a lot of times people say, well, isn't it a sign that something's wrong if we need to go to therapy already? I, I think no, <laughs> I think. And if something's yeah, wrong, then better not. to find it out now and find it out with a therapist or a coach. Yeah, wow. yeah, totally. And it's six it's, years is a long time, <laughs> right? It's definitely the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff yeah. tactic oh, people yeah. tend to take. Hey, it's like yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. Um, how nice would it be to have a healthy six years of communication <laughs> <Right>. and. <laughs> You know, just when you look at your own life, like not even just that relationship, it's like that's six years of your life that could have been oh, right? Yeah, healthier. Yeah, I call it going yeah. to the gym for your relationship, couple therapy. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Or, and even therapy, just yeah. your own one-on-one therapy or life coaching could be the gym for your mind. It's the gym for your life. Like, right? We need personal trainers sometimes. Um yeah. So why not get a personal trainer for your relationship, you know? And even if there's, like, no big issue or big conflict, um, you'd be surprised the work that you can do if you just know you have a standing appointment, you know, with somebody. Yeah. It's um, it's really I mean, powerful. You can get better, right? Yeah. Because you've got intimacy. You've got, like, so many avenues that can make it stronger as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All for this. Amazing. <laughs> I just need a relationship first and then I'll then you get can into I got you, girl. I got you, girl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um 
I have one more question, uh, and to Joe's point, I've just I've just reread your bio again, okay. and I feel like we didn't perhaps touch on this enough, um, okay. especially after my like chatting about what my friend said to me last night. But you talk about um, Jamie helps women to stop wasting time and start getting the love they crave. Mm -hmm. Explain that. Okay, so if you are single, I can help you get the love you crave, or if you're in a relationship and you're just years of not getting what you want out of your relationship, I can help you with that. So if it's single, we dig into like what's not working, how are you approaching dating, what mindset shifts need, you know, adjusting as some of the things we kind of talked about earlier in the episode today. Um, I think we can waste time doing a lot of um, things that we hear on TikTok and the internet. There's a lot of noise and bad information out there. <clears throat> so um, I, I really value people's time and I, um, I help them stop wasting it by just being a straight shooter. Like I kind of have been today and, um, you know, being pretty directive and saying these things are proven to work given my experience. If you do them, they will eventually play out for you. And then the same thing for if you're in a relationship, if you and your partner are spinning your wheels and fighting, stop wasting your time doing the shit that doesn't work. Try the things that, you know, learn the skills and do the things that work and you'll see the results. Not overnight, but you will see them. What are the biggest mistakes that you see people, mm -hmm. single people making when trying to find love? Yeah. So within dating and being single, I would say, again, I loved what um, you said earlier about expectations and managing your own expectations, right? I think people go into dating so serious and so focused and like this has to happen for me which yeah okay that's why we're here let's do that but let's have fun with it have a sense of humor you know and also have mm. a life that you love so that having a partner is the cherry on top and that's really my favorite part of the work i do with people is helping them feel alive like love doesn't have to be the only place that we feel alive you know, when we're first in love and we feel so alive, I think we can access that being single too or being, you know, in a relationship for 20 years. Um, uh, so I think those are some common mistakes that people make. <clears throat> and then in relationships, I think um, none of us come to a relationship knowing how to communicate unless we go to a couple therapy or we read a book. Um, so I think there's some common like conflict resolution pitfalls we fall into. I think couples try to like solve problems and 70% of things couples fight about are not solvable. They're perpetual, what are called perpetual problems that you're gonna fight about forever. So it's really about how do we navigate this difference that we're always gonna have between yes. us. Yeah. With lots of love and humor, yeah. and humor and compassion is the answer. So I help them access that. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And I think so many people are going to benefit from this chat as well. It's been so relatable. Um, maybe that's just for me. But I got a lot out of it. Thanks, good. Jamie. <laughs> Wonderful. Happy to help. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. And Jamie, where can people find you? You can find me at hemispherescounseling.com. And if you're interested in coaching or counseling, you can find out uh, everything there. Uh, and then if you want to focus on just the breakup piece, I have free uh, resources for breakup recovery at mybreakupcoaching.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at hemispheres underscore counseling. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Jamie. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure you'll have a few more followers after this episode. (laughs) I found it very beneficial. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you, ladies, so much. It's been a joy to talk to you today. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. Make sure you leave us five stars on Spotify or a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Just one thing to note is that we can't have any explicit words on Apple Podcasts, otherwise it doesn't get shown. So make sure you keep it PG. And if you want to find out more about Girls Get Off, we're on Instagram at Girls Get Off. Our Facebook group is Girls Get Off Uncensored. And you can find us on TikTok, Girls Get Off HQ. Our website, girlsgetoff.com. Thanks for listening.